Hello and welcome to Marysville Church of Christ. This is Mountainside, where we follow Jesus and the most radical words ever spoken through the Sermon on the Mount. I'm glad you're with us today. We find ourselves back in Matthew chapter 5, this time as Jesus begins his official teachings. Remember, he has told us kind of the thesis of where he's going with his Sermon on the Mount, examining the audience and the kind of people receptive to his words and the Beatitudes, going on to talk about the distinction of his teachings, the distinct nature of his followers, and ends it with a criticism of the Pharisees and those who try to relax the laws he's about to give. Picking up in verse 21, Jesus says, You heard that it was said to the ancient people, You shall not murder, and anyone who commits murder shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you, that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be liable to judgment. Anyone who uses foul or abusive language will be liable to the law court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be liable to the fires of Gehenna. Jesus here kind of starts off with a bang by going after one of the core and central laws of really every people through any time. Do not murder. Do not kill. But notice what Jesus says here. An important distinction is made, a uh, pattern that we're going to see over and over again through this Sermon on the Mount. He starts by saying, you have heard it was said, but now I tell you. See, Jesus is very clear that he is starting a new covenantal promise. He is starting a new set of commands, but not commands for command's sake not binding people to a new law, as we'll see, he's trying to free us from the law, but rather giving us a snapshot of what the person of the kingdom looks like. And I find it very fascinating that we see this phrase, anyone who is angry with his brother. The original law, the original court, was actions done in wrath towards others, murder. <clears throat> Jesus says, Replace the wrath. Don't, don't even have the emotions that lead to murder. And not even that, no, don't even just not have the emotion, but don't let the emotion of anger do anything in you. Don't let it cause you to be frustrated with someone else. Don't allow it to, to, to perform uh, acts of abusive language. Don't allow it to become insulting. Jesus here, in turn, is asking us to change the way we view anger, to lose it, to get rid of it. Do not be angry. This idea of this radical paradigm shift and what we are supposed to feel given certain catalysts is not going to be new for Christ. Christ is going to continually, lesson after lesson throughout his ministry, criticize the way we as people are hardwired to interact. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Don't be angry. The problem with the people in, in the day of Christ, and I think the problem with people today as well, is that people in that time used anger as a motivating fuel for righteousness. Righteousness. 
or what they perceived to be righteousness. It was, it was the anger that motivated the Pharisees to keep the laws against all those who are, quote-unquote, trying to steal the truth from them. It was anger that motivated their condemnation of the false teachers, or those they perceived to be false teachers. It was this anger that motivated the people of Israel to want to cast off the oppressive regime of Rome. All of these things that the Jews thought were righteous. Christ says they're done in the wrong motivation and therefore are wrong themselves. It's not about utilizing your anger to maintain the moral upper, upper hand in religious dialogue. It's not about using anger as a, as a tool, as a weapon that we can use against those that we believe to be heretics. It's not about using anger to maintain moral uprightness in a world that is so morally deplete. It's not about using anger as a means to uh, continue or press on a personal or political agenda. No, Jesus is very clear. Do not be angry. And so what we have here is this problem, promise, that if we maintain anger, punishment is inevitable. And we don't even have to wait to the eschaton in order for us to experience that. Just look at your life, and I'll look at mine. Whenever I express anger, it never goes well. Whenever I live in anger, it never goes well. And it always comes back to haunt me. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount is not just a theological treatise rewriting what it is to be a godly man or woman. But the Sermon on the Mount is a treatise on how to live a better and more full and uh, fulfilling life. Get rid of anger. Let's start there. In your life today, where are the vestiges of anger? Where are the, the hideouts of anger? Where in you? is that anger lurking, waiting for an opportunity to escape, and as Paul writes, give a foothold to the devil. Jesus says one last thing on this topic before he transitions on. He says this, if you're coming to the altar with your gift, verse 23, and there you remember that your brother has a grievance against you, leave your gift right there, right in the front of the altar, and go first and be reconciled to your brother, then come back and offer your gift. Make friends with your opponents quickly while you are with them in the street in case your opponent hands you over to the judge, the judge, the officer, and you find yourself being thrown into jail. I'm telling you the truth. You won't get out until you've paid every last copper coin. Reconciliation is the key here. Anger is going to be divisive. That's what anger does. And in another podcast, we've already discussed the righteous anger myth and how there is no such thing. If you have any questions on that, go listen to the 20 Questions podcast on Is It Wrong to Be Angry? But here, focus in on the reconciliation that Christ is offering. Leave everything and go make amends. There is nothing more important to Jesus than reconciliation with people. And not only that, but then he concludes that with a little metaphor, a parable. Life on the street. 
walking to our inevitable death. What he's saying here is make amends now while we still can on the pathway, because someday we're going to stand before the judge. And every act of anger, every ounce of hostility, every ounce of division that we bring with us to the judge, the judge will have to judge. Anger is not a divine quality. Anger is a satanic one. And someday before Christ, we're going to have to make amends either ahead of time or on judgment day. Jesus is not quibbing here. He's not offering any kind of um, rosy or painted easy picture. He's being very concise and very direct. Love without anger and reconcile to those who are estranged. Today I want us to do something. I want us to live reconciled. I want us to go and reconcile. And I want us to deplete the stores of anger that may still exist inside of us. Because guys, Jesus took our anger and he nailed it to the cross. God bless you. Go with God.